Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well, and we're glad you're sharing a little bit of your Friday with us. I love doing the podcast because it's my chance to get to to meet new people and be able to tell their stories, but also to invite people in that I know, and a lot of times people that you know well, and unpack a little bit of their story that I may be aware of because I got to walk a few steps with them that somebody else may not. And that's what's going to happen today. So today I have with us um, a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of many of yours, Miss Tammy Ratch. Hey, Tammy. Hi there. We're glad you're with us. It's good to be here. Yeah, well, ladies, I'm, I'm bringing her in because Tammy's in a season change. She's in a transition moment. And that's why I asked her, would she consider being on the podcast? She just gave her notice here at IVSA. She's winding down her final days as an employee, a paid employee. Um, her husband retired a little over a year ago. Um, last December. Last December. And and definitely she's in one of those halftime moments. You know, um, how does she want to live the second half of her life? And I, that's what I want to let her talk a little bit about. So, Tammy, give the lady an update. Some know you, some don't, but give them a little bit of an update who you are and maybe what this season looks like, at least what led into this decision to, to I call it retire. You're saying resign right now. I know you won't sit still and then we'll go on with the conversation. <laughs> well, that was part of the struggles, what to call it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel like I'm vested like others in, you know, in a sense of retirement, but at the same time, it's a total shift. My husband retired from the state after working about 36 years, um, about, you know, like about a year ago in December. And I was not in a hurry to change. We kind of planned on me working about a year just to get our younger child through college. And what we, you know, just kind of went with that. My husband, Tom, worked a contract with the state. So he did work through the summer and part of the fall and has now done with that. And now I have felt the urgency to spend more time with my mom, who's 86, and, you know, not knowing how many more days she's going to have. And um, we lost daddy about, it'll be five years. I can't believe it. It's been five years since Thanksgiving. And when we lost daddy, mama became a huge priority to me and my two sisters. We took our roles very seriously. And it's a lot of stress to try to manage and manage from afar because mm-hmm. I lived about, you know, two and a half hours from her and you don't realize it until that stress is let up and then you're like, holy cow. But we've worked really well through that process and in, in moving her and selling the house and the car and things that we don't need. And I just feel the need to be able to spend more time with her um, just to go up and have no pressure of, you know, having to rush back for this or that, get back for work or get back for church or whatever. You know, this gives me a chance to travel during the week and visit her. Also, we have two children who will, one is out of the nest, out of school, living in Pennsylvania, and the younger one will graduate in May and most likely will end up in Texas. So, you know, I wanted to have that freedom to travel, to see them when we wanted to mm-hmm. and when we could and mm-hmm. not miss out on a whole lot of life with them. So ladies, if you know Tammy at all, or if the ones of you that may not, I'll tell you, this is probably one of the hardest hurdles she's jumped because her life has been so invested, not, not in an unhealthy way, 
But um, if you've ever taken a working genius, right, Tammy's your enabler. In other words, that's not a negative term. term. She's the one that's going to come alongside and help other people's dreams come to life. She's the splint. She's the support. And she has poured her life into her kids. And now as these transitions, and not just your kids, I mean, that I've seen that with me, other colleagues, your church, your mom, what you're describing. And even when you just said, and I say this as a testimony, Tammy, when you just said your sisters and you took this real serious. And I think of how God's even walked some of that journey, you know, between you and your sisters. But but this is who Tammy is. And now when some of those things shift, when people don't need you as much, it's almost like, wow, we reached the goal. What do I do now? Because somebody that ticks that way, that energy has got to be redirected, which is oftentimes we talk about that being that halftime moment. What's that midlife purpose? You know, this there was purpose to this. My purpose has shifted now. Where am I going to redirect some of that purpose? And I think that's what I'm seeing you try to wrestle out. Yeah. Yeah. This year has definitely been that time of what's next. I guess in my head, I'm thinking resigning, you generally resign to go to another job or, you know, because you're moving for whatever reason and you're starting, you know, in a different place, whereas retirement is kind of the end of a significant part of your life in a sense that a lot of us don't know what then, you know, what's next. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge because that's a real struggle. And I've, you know, been in prayer a lot with God over it because, um, you know, it's like I'm useful. I, you know, I still have life to give, love to give, you know, skills to give. But where that is going to be, you know, I don't know. And and that's the hardest part of this is I'm leaving, but yet I don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. And that, and that mm-hmm. just seems kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But it's just, if I guess I feel like maybe I'm being distracted a little bit mm-hmm. by what I'm in right now uh-huh. to, mm-hmm. in order to see what's, mm-hmm. you know, he may have for the future. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, you know, he might call it a leap of faith or a step of faith, uh-huh. you know, saying, okay, I don't know how I'm going to, what I'm going to do or how mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, but mm-hmm. I've got to do that. You know, I've got to be available. Sure, sure. So. Ladies, this has been one of the fun things for me because watching her make this decision and, and live it out. And can I just say, I get to be the friend sometimes to say, pause. This is a really good thing. This isn't a negative thing because you guys have been diligent. You've made wise choices, hard choices at times, but and and you've lived a lot of life, but you're positioned in a way that you, like when you said, if my kids are here and here, I want some of that freedom. I still want to do. You're trying to find what's that mix look like that I can still do and have purpose to what I do, but have the freedom to be mobile, to do it from wherever, more that remote environment, whatever it looks like, so that you're, you're positioning yourself not to miss life events, which speaks back to your enabler, right? Not the negative, because you're positioning yourself to continue to come alongside those you love most at whatever seasons of life they're in. But I think what you're wrestling is then, how do I still use all the gifts and the talents that God's given you? Because they're not, it's not work to you. It's, it's enjoyment, right? It's how God's wired you. It's some of that, it's some of that serving. Right. Yeah, as a as a mom, I, I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years with my kids, and I lived life through them. There's no other way to say it, you know, because, you know, when your kids are involved in music or they're involved in sports or whatever, you live life through them, and you learn to enjoy what they're doing, not just because you enjoy what they're doing, but just that you're enjoying their time with your child. And that was something that was really important to me because my daddy worked a whole lot when we were young and we didn't see him a whole lot. But when we grew up and we were in high school, he was at every marching band competition. He was at every concert. He was at every football game. He was, you know, 
he made a point mm -hmm. that he was, you know, if he had to take a day off, he took a day off um, because we were important to him. And I guess that was just something inbred in me. And so when my kids got old enough and started doing activities and stuff, that's how I, you know, lived. Um, you know, we wanted to be a part of family days or, you know, concerts and you know, all the football games and all that, you know, all those activities. And I kind of joked with somebody here in the office on this week about how Josh, my son, you know, he's a senior at Murray State and he's in the band and we're down there like six out of eight weekends, you know, just because he's marching and it's just a football game and they're horrible at football. But, you know, the band is so much fun. And it's just fun to watch him enjoy something that has been such a huge part of his life. So, you know, I've, I still live life through it. And so the thought of being broken off from their lives just because of distance, I know I won't be broken mm -hmm. off from them because mm -hmm. they're too attached to me. But, you know, just that sense of not being able to be there yeah. for everything. Yeah. It, it's kind of a loss. It, it's kind of a, a hard piece to, yeah. you know, to swallow. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's it's always fun to watch who they are becoming. That that's, that's a good word, who they're becoming, because that is the unknown, mm -hmm. right? As you've lived it through, there's kind of been a book or somebody modeling it for you up to the seasons that they're currently in, mm -hmm. because this is where the adventure starts as God starts th that their journey now becomes so unique. The fruit, whatever it's going to look like becomes so unique. I, I don't want to be too general, but when you're raising them, we kind of all hear stories about what elementary school and junior high and high school or whatever. Now, granted, those stories have changed since pandemic and, you know, a lot of the, the problems going on in culture. But I think for the first time, you've probably hit that season that it's you don't have a picture in your head now. Right. And it's almost like it's unknown. So you're preparing yourself to be ready to flex with the with the unknown and it's so cool because as your friend that's where i love ladies to stop and put the mirror in front of her and say friend you you've you've made it you you've made it you made the hard decisions you and your husband made the hard decisions and and you've positioned yourself to be able to flex that that's a good good thing that's a good thing yeah as you said you know we've lived a lot of life in the last you know five to seven years not just in my personal life but in my work life you know we've walked through um, with you with the loss of your husband our journey but we've you know we learned to uplift each other here and carry each other and you know another coworker went through a very difficult time you know a family situation so there are times when you just have to rely on those that are around you to keep you focused um, and give you a sense of positive. I was terrified to tell you I was leaving <laughs> um, just because, you know, we're close. We're so close. We've worked closely together. And and um, I thought, oh, gosh, she's gonna... ladies. I am so smiling right now. <laughs> I, um, I, I was worried. But, you know, I was so shocked. I mean, honestly, I was shocked at how it was received and because you know you're celebrating with me and and that's that was so unexpected not that's community <laughs> that's the community but because that's our lives are connected works not the connection right. it's like i'm not losing my friend i'm i'm on the adventure too like god what are you what are you doing next yeah. you know i'm ready to go for the ride with you <laughs> yeah so it is just it's been kind of you know the last, like i said the last 5 to 7 years have been some of the hardest years of my life with the death, um, with um, illness, injury, you know, just all kinds of things that everybody goes through. You know, everybody 
deals with death. Everybody deals with, you know, illness or sickness, either with themselves or with a loved one. And I have always tried to just say, you know, God, I know I'm not the only one, you know, and I, I, my focus has been on him. There are times when I'm thinking, you know, I failed as a parent because of a decision a child has made or whatever, or I'm just not strong enough. And because of these difficulties in my life the last few years, I've learned how strong I really am. And I've been able to acknowledge the fact that that's not me, that, you know, God is the whole, you know, he's the one that's where my strength is. But the strength for me to say the hard things to the people I love. You know, there's so many times we just choose to be quiet. You know, a, you know, a friend might share something with us and we just choose to be quiet. But what they really need is the hard, the hard, you know, thing. They, they need to hear the hard, mm-hmm. you know, to make them think twice. And so a lot of my struggles in the past few years have been just learning more about how God uses these things, these opportunities. And, you know, I have many unanswered prayers, but, you know, I know where my hope is. And I know that he's, you know, he is honest, he's faithful, and, he, you know, he's got the victory. I know he knows the end of the story. He knows the path of the journey. But I know the, I know that in the end, you know, he wins. You know, Satan is, Amen. Satan is the loser. And he can fight with me all he wants and win small battles. But he's, he's not going to win in the end. Ladies, if you're listening with us today, I'm I'm almost sitting here forgetting Carmen your interview and stay in your role because I'm literally watching my friend as she's talking because those words can sound really lofty, but it's who you are, Tammy. I've watched it over and over and over again. You love people so well, and those that you know you love so well and so personable. And part of the way you love is you'll say the hard things, but in a way that they never doubt your love. It may be hard to receive. And and that's, you've already alluded to it. If you can share some of what I've watched you live just in the years I've known you, first of all, you've taught me so much. I mean, and I, I've shared that with you just sincerely. And it's, it's I'm a, I'm a better worker. You know, my systems are stronger. My processes are stronger as God's brought you up beside me with bringing what you knew coming from your background and then coming in to get an understanding of the work that God has me doing. And then it was like so much stronger together, you know, and which is the way God usually does it. But some of what you're describing um, that you've lived, just because I've walked some of it with you. None of this has really been directly you. Some of the hard that you've lived up till now, since I've known you, it's been it's been things happening in the lives of those you love most. Mm-hmm. But it's had a direct ripple effect out to you. And and I think one of the, the things I've watched you pivot with, or, or not pivot, but always trying to balance that tension, how do I prove to them that I truly love them, even though I'm not really, this is hard, what they're walking. I may not even agree with what they're walking. Um, you see a preferred future, right? You see a preferred future and you want that future so bad for them, but you can't just give it to them. They're not the kid in the car seat no more. They're not the sister that's going to prom with you. It's not the dad that you can go pick up the antibiotic and the cold get healed. I've watched you hard stuff. It's not the colleague that you can bring your husband back, you know, on Monday. It's not the colleague that you can take the pieces of a broken family and and fix it, you know, fix it for. But yet you have walked so many of those situations so faithful. Well, the the one thing um, I've learned a ton of stuff, so I, I say the one thing, but 
something that has really come to light to me I, is something I, I've known, but you just don't think about it. But everybody grieves, goes through grief differently. So no matter what the grief is, it, you know, the, the process, the length, you know, the, the stages all come at different times. And some people don't ever make it through. You know, they're still in the midst of that even years later. But that's one of the things that I've learned is that you can connect with somebody and the important thing is to love them, let them know that you love them and you're there for them, that you're there to listen, to cry with them, whatever, you know, to celebrate with them, even though you don't maybe understand their journey um, as far as the process that they go through. So that that's something that is really unique because no two parents, I mean, even my journey with and my husband's journeys are not the same. Mm-hmm. We're not at the same point. Mm-hmm. So even the two of us, you know, that live in the same household that have been together for 30, you know, 32 years almost, if we're not the same, how can a stranger and me be, you know? So it, it's that's the, th- the unique part of going through something like this is that it's hard. You can't say you know what they're going through because everybody is different. And um, so we just have to live together as sisters and brothers and and do the best we can and love with Jesus love and have the hope, you know, have that, you know, the hope of God that, you know, he's got it all figured out. This is a good time for the commercial that I give every week. Ladies, here's the community. There's rarely going to be anything that you live through that somebody's not walked a few steps ahead of you. There might be instances you think you're the first, but there's typically somebody that's had some experience there that even if there's not answers or even though um, the road's not, you know, blazed out yet, there's somebody who you can make a connection with that. I always use that word, Tammy, brotherhood, almost like you go deep quick because it's like we're in it together, not into a battle, but we're in it trying to figure it out because our what we're desperate is to love the person. Right. You know, and and so if you're not connected, get connected with us. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or come to our website and check out resources at IBSA.org backslash women. These are examples. I'm um, on the podcast. We bring real, real women to you, right, that love God, chasing after him, wanting to truly be a disciple who makes disciples. But we're also living real life, our everyday mundane lives where God is carving things out. Tammy, are you okay if I share contact information out through the through the podcast? I'll do that, ladies. If some of you guys want to reach out to Tammy or ask some questions or Tammy, what might you want to just say in general? Because, you know, a lot of these ladies, you know, our audience, you love them and they love you. What might you want to say just to speak into their lives and encourage them today? That's a really hard question because I I think of so many people I've met through Priority and Awesome and and annual meeting even, you know, just it's such a sisterhood and it has been such a blessing to, you know, to meet them, to learn to love them and to become friends with those that, you know, we're, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be close friends with everybody. It's too hard, but I'll tell you, you know, everybody's really touched my life and it has given me the encouragement and the, in the um, strength that I've needed because, you know, when you look at the real picture, we all, we're all struggling, you know, we're all going down the, the path, you know, with a broken leg, you know, for some for some period of time, and and um, you just need someone to walk beside you and, and encourage you. So, I just pray that y'all continue that. You know, I hope to continue being a piece of that, however that fits. But I just thank you all for being such a blessing to me as I 
um, work for IBSA and, and Amen. for Carmen. So, okay, ladies, you know me and the ones that you know me real well, you know, I'm already having conversations with her saying, how does she stay connected now? What's God doing? But let me ask that same question through a Tammy Ratch lens. Tammy's our worship person, right? What song would you answer that question through to the women? So if I said, how'd you encourage it? What would be the song you would give us to say, put this one on your playlist, ladies? That's so funny because we've been talking about several songs. That's why I asked the question. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> Carmen and I have been talking about Colton Dixon and Build the Boat. I'll tell you, that is such a cool song. Um, I think he kind of wrote it on a light note, but it has some really deep implications or, you know, messages in there, you know, because it can be, it doesn't have to be as Noah saw it, where, you know, God was coming to destroy the world. You know, that's such a, we think that's such a negative, a dark moment. You know, but he saved. But in my eyes, I, I'm building the boat because I know God's going to answer prayers and bless us so much that, you know, we're going to need a boat <laughs> to stay afloat and you to see it. And, you know, and I just love that song because it's such an uplifting song and fun song. And but there's so many good songs. So uh, being a musician can be a, a hurdle sometimes. <laughs> So there, there's your song to listen to this week, girls. Build boat, build boat, and I love it when Tammy sends me a text. Have you heard this one? And I always like it when it's already been on my playlist because then it brings an affirmation coming from a worship person. Like, yeah, that was a good choice. So goodness, Tammy, thank you. Thanks for saying yes to doing this podcast and sharing some of your story and some of your more of the behind the scenes journey with your sisters in the in the community. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, ladies, I'll put Tammy's contact information in the episode notes, like we said, may even put the link to build a boat so you can check out that song or add it to your playlist. We want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful Friday. Have a great weekend. The fall weather is super. Maybe you'll get out and do a fall festival this weekend. Have a blessed Sabbath and we'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.